Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing the episodes. I hope that you are able to ground yourself, take a big exhale, get in your body, connect to your breath. Beautiful. Today I want to talk to you about self-reliance. I'm reading this article uh, from the University of Melbourne. I always thought it was pronounced Melbourne, but it's Melbourne. I know that now that I've been there. (laughs) Um, In their article on self-reliance, they have found that men's self-reliance is linked to risk of self-harm. The study of almost 14,000, or as 14,000 people, I've never really, usually when people do studies, there's like 100 people in there or like three people. This has 14,000. The study of almost 14,000 Australian men found that those who strongly identified with being self-reliant, a trait traditionally associated with maleness, were significantly more likely to report thoughts of suicide and self-harm. Um, and, you know, just to kind of talk about what self-reliance is quickly is it's just this idea that I can do it myself or I have to do it myself. Like, I, I don't need help. I don't need assistance. I got it. And the, the article further goes on to say that notions of masculinity aren't just dreamed up by individuals. They are imposed by society from childhood in quite subtle ways. So, if a sense of needing to be self-reliant is an issue for some men and some women also, we as a society need to think about how we're bringing up our boys and girls. Even today, boys are told not to cry and young men are told to toughen up. This is so powerful. I, um, am, I'm, I'm going to link to this um, article in the show notes and I'm bringing it up because I myself struggle with self-reliance and feeling like I have to do everything myself and not wanting to ask for help. One of the beautiful things I love about Michelle, my girlfriend, is she has, I don't want to say has no problem, but I see her consistently collaborating, reaching out, asking for help, asking for assistance, uh, teaming up, um, whatever she has to do, whoever she has to surround herself with, to complete a task where I will just close the doors and try to figure it out myself. You know, I'm I'm Googling, I'm YouTubing, I'm reading books. I'm I'm just trying to figure out how I myself can, can get it. And and one of part of it is ego driven where if I do it all myself, then I get all the glory. I don't want to share it with anybody. You know, that's my shadow side, right? Where, um, there's a part of me that's like, I did this. That's right. I want to stand on top of the mountain by myself. I feel like uh, Kendall Roy, if anybody's watching Succession. Uh, And at the same time, recognizing that that's not the way to get to the top. One. Two, there is no top. Three, it's not fun doing anything by yourself. Like my, my Michelle, she has such a fun time working with other people and collaborating. They go out to like, you know, business lunches and uh, they're playing music and and laughing and giggling as they're working. And I'm just like suffering in silence, trying to get the projects done. Um, 
And so this is uh, this is really relevant for me because I know a lot of us struggle with this. I, even though this article is speaking to men, I know that it's also speaking to women. It's speaking to everybody. And and so if we have that mentality, the article goes on to say that if we have the mentality of being self-reliant and have to do everything myself and figure it out myself, uh, coupled with, you know, being single and, uh, you know, alcohol or drugs are involved, if we have those three things, then it really uh, uh, lends itself to uh, building up the suicidal ideations and attempts. So, you know, being self-reliant and then, um, you know, throwing in a mix of alcohol and then you're single, you know, so especially if you're single because now you don't have anybody to bounce ideas off of and we, we can ruminate all day and not really have an outlet for our thoughts and ideas that can really booster the, uh, the suicidal ideations. And, you know, they had a questionnaire uh, of the 14,000, almost 14,000 men. Uh, one was, uh, I never ask for help. And two, it bothers me to ask for help. It, it's that Those two questions really struck me, especially the second one, because I was like, oh, that's what, like when I think about things that bother me, I've always thought about, you know, somebody cutting me off in traffic or, uh, dripping water, uh, too cold, or people who interrupt, but asking for help. I never thought of that as something. Uh, I, I'm sure I was aware of it on some subconscious level, but this really brings it to the conscious. I was like, oh, yeah, it does bother me to ask for help because I feel like I'm bothering or burdening the other person. And also, I feel like it's it speaks and bothers me because feels like it speaks to some type of inadequacy, like why couldn't I figure this out by myself? And I think part of that comes from my upbringing, too, as this article is talking about, not just from society, but from in my household where I remember asking my mom for help, and and she would always respond with, if I figure it out, then you're in trouble. And so I kind of grew up with this message of I need to figure it out because if I ask for help and they figure it out, then I'm in trouble. And that's wild because I'm just now realizing that as I'm saying this to you. Uh, I just want to cry right now. So, but, and then, on to, you know, part of feeling self-reliant, the article also mentions that, you know, it, it ties into this strong need for us, especially as men, to provide for the family, financially especially, Right. And so when, you know, things go off the rails, like we, we lose a job or we have an injury where we can no longer work or, or contribute the way we were, then that really chips away at this, at our identity of being self-reliant. And, and then if you, once again, you throw an alcohol in a mix or if you're throwing, uh, you know, being single, like you, you lose your job and you go through a divorce and in your head, you're like, I'm self-reliant, I'm self-reliant. And then you're getting all these external markers uh, that were not, then it, it really can ramp up the suicidal ideations. So what's beautiful, what I really love in this article is at the end, and like I said, I'll link to it in the show notes. It talked about the importance of reframing how we ask for help or how we get men to ask for help. For women, Typically, um, you can say, you know, go get help, go get therapy. 
uh, you can you can have that language. But for men, it's it's typically reframed. What they found is is more effective to reframe it to say take action and take control of your health. When we reframe it for men to say take action and take control of your health, then that's how we get men to get get the help that they need and get into therapy and and get assistance and and start to collaborate and work with others. Um, and so really it's about reframing things and I, and I want to drill down on that because that when we often talk about reframing, reframing our past, reframing our future, reframing the now, and we see the power of that, right? Like nobody wants to be saying, oh, I'm asking for help, but we have, but a lot of us respond to taking actions like, yeah, I'm going to take action. I mean, is, is why we love superhero movies. Like these are people who are taking action. These are people who are taking control. Uh, you know, you watch like Liam Neeson. This is a guy who's taking action, taking control. We love those sorts of things. And I think that's also why like a guy like David Goggins, if you don't know who David Goggins is, um, he is, he's written two books. I think they're both New York Times bestsellers and very inspirational. He's a very much a, a, a guy who is just like, take action, take control, you know, and it's, it's your responsibility and et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's why his books are so popular and so many people buy it because it, it typically, he typically uh, draws in a male audience and, or, or just the audience of people who don't like the self-help type of vibe, but they definitely respond to an idea of taking action, taking control, and moving forward. So for those of you out there who think you have to do it yourself and, and you're like, I'm not asking for help. I don't want, you know, maybe better help <laughs> should be called better action, right? Better. <laughs> so, um, but if you need help and you want to take action and take control of your life, go to betterhelp.com forward slash Leo, get your 10% off now, or go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. And let's take action together. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 988 or any of the other uh, phone numbers that are listed uh, in all of the show notes. You can chat, talk, text. And if you found some value in this episode, you know, share it with one other person, right? Share it with one other person and and, uh, leave a comment. Thank you for the five-star reviews, and we will talk to you soon.